Is the pun bell ready? Yes, indeed it is. Okay. We've got a lot of exercise the last few weeks, so it is ready. It's in well, shape. We might need it okay. because today we are clearing the decks. Ooh, it's kind of like uh, putting the boat away for the winter again, right? Yep. Or scraping off the barnacles like you used to say. Ah, uh, yes. You can't forget to empty the bilge, I'm told. <laughs> are we just repeating the ones we did last year? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'm not uh, going back. Well, speaking of last year, anyway, we are uh, the Yacht Rock Podcast out of the main, and we are clearing the decks. This is the last episode of the third season. Um, and then we will be taking, as we often do, a quick uh, hiatus. We'll be back after the first of the year with new episodes. But we are going to spend the holidays with our families in our Yacht Rock yeah, and uh, our other smooth classics. Yeah, our smooth Christmas compilation. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, I thought what we would do today, uh, you've got a whole bunch of stuff kind of backed up in your bilge <laughs> of <laughs> Ooh, collections wow. of songs, and I do, and there's some things I've been meaning to get to. We've got a ton of viewer mail that I don't want to wait till next year, so I thought we would just go through it all quickly all right. um, and just knock well, it all out. Let me start this appropriately then. So I have uh, a quote that I copied down. Somebody posted, it might have been a, a Twitter repost or whatever. But uh, I think this is a good place to start because this is sort of a biblical verse. Ooh. I mean, we talk about the uh, you know people that maybe take uh, this uh, yacht rock thing a little too seriously. <laughs> there is so some yeah. of those? Yeah. other than us. Yeah. Oh, okay. This quote is from uh, well, this is it says Steely Dan are the trunk of the family tree that is yacht rock. All that is smooth has led to them. And has grown from them. And that is from the book of Risnarians. And that's chapter 20, verse 5. Hmm. Was it written by the prophet J.D. Risnar? I have no idea. We don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Well, it was funny that they had it credited like a Bible verse. <laughs> yes. Well, your Risnarians. thoughts on that? Are you a believer? Or a heretic? <laughs> no, uh, no reply at all. Mm. That's Genesis. That's Gen- that's, yeah. That is Genesis. Oh, there we go. <laughs> See how that works? This is a whole Ark Rock episode. Yeah. All right. Well, so we're not going to respond to that. You just wanted to throw it out there. You can respond. You just asked if uh, I'm a believer. Okay. Just, you know. Yeah, I don't know that I uh, necessarily agree with that. I don't think it's wrong. I don't think it really tells the whole truth. That's exactly it. I think it's part of it. It's certainly a huge part of it, but it's not all of it. Yep. Yeah. It's good, though. It's funny. So we, um, if you go back to this January, we sat here and we launched this season with an episode called... um, the day the yacht sank. Yeah, we were looking at the end of 1984. It's kind of as legend has it that uh, yacht rock goes from 76 to 84. So we said, well, what does 85 look like? That uh, and can we find the markers of the things that disappeared? That was a fun one. Yeah, and it it was amazing that we, we kept uh, coming back to that theme throughout the season. It that wasn't really like intentional. It, yeah. But I just wanted to do a quick year in review okay. um, in case you've joined us recently, and I know a lot of listeners came to us throughout the course of this year, and they, uh, just to give you a sense for what you may have missed and you might want to go back to during this hiatus, um, list of guests here that we had. So very first guest, do you remember who it was? From the beginning of the year? Yeah. Was that the Champlins, or do we have some before that? Uh, I don't recall. Jay Graydon. Oh, Graydon was before them. That's yeah. right. Two-parter. Yeah. Three-parter, yeah. yeah. Was it a three-parter? Yeah. yeah. Holy smokes, yeah. That was because we were talking the whole time. No. Uh, but then we had um, Tommy Taylor, the drummer with uh, from Christopher Cross, who spilled yeah. a little tea with us. He did. Uh, Tristan Bowden, oh, drummer from yeah. the Kenny Loggins band, amongst 
others. Easily the most fun guest we've ever had. So fun <laughs> so, we had to have him twice. And yeah. maybe there'll be a third. Yeah. Well, we did a whole album episode with him breaking down High Adventure. So that was cool. Yeah. Uh, we had that amazing story with Vernon Porter and TJ George, mm, yeah. uh, which we revisited. Then we met Chris Christian, which was crazy. Yeah. Uh, an amazing story. The, then the Champlains were next. These are all back to back to back, by the way. Yeah. So then Starbucks Bruce Blackman. Oh, yeah. Um. We had the drummer. You're really good at getting these drummers from Ambrosia, Burley Drummond. I don't think I got him. I think that that was from uh, Yacht Rock Miami. Didn't they set that up? Uh, yeah, I yeah. think they did because they were doing a show down in Miami. Um, and let's see. We got the guys from uh, Inside Music Cast here, our brothers from Others Mothers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a little foray into City Pop, which was cool. Uh, have had Lance Hoppin on a number of times from Orleans. From Orleans, right. right. Um who else did we have? The Docksiders, which is a cool oh, tribute fun. band. They're making their scene out in Vegas. Uh, that awesome Pages tribute band, an amazing story behind that. And then that kind of brings us almost up to the maybe my pinnacle, which was Kenny, Kenny Lockins. Oh, man, yeah. That was so cool. Um, Bertie Higgins. Yeah. Uh I'd like to say we had Bobby Kimball on, but we almost are having him on by proxy when we had John Zaka, who's doing the documentary. Mm-hmm. And Dane Donahue came back and did an album focus, and then we just got yep. done with Young Gun Silver Fox. So Yeah, Sean Lee and yep. uh, Andy Platts. That's it. Yep. So when you look at, like, did we really do all that? I know. It almost seems like, because some of those were two and three parters. It's like, did we even get a chance to talk all year? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's probably the way people would have it. I know. Um, And so just looking ahead to next season, we've got some interesting interviews in the works. We've got one Lenny Castro that we're talking to. Um, We've got Grant Geisman, the guitar players from Can't wait for that one. Yep. And others. So anyway, stay tuned for another action-packed year of Out of the Bay. Yes. Follow us on uh, Spotify, wherever you listen. Make sure you have it ready when the... uh because when after we go on hiatus, when it comes back, you're going to want to make sure that those downloads come directly to you. You don't want to forget. Absolutely. As they say online, subscribe and like. Yeah, don't forget to ring the bell. Well, that's YouTube. <laughs> that's us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. What else do you got, uh, barnacles and bilge-wise? Well, let's go here. Remember we did an episode, now this goes back a couple of seasons now, where we tried to identify at least our favorite at the time, top 10 guitar solos of Yacht Rock. Mm. And um, <laughs> it was a lot of Graydon and there was a lot of uh, Lukather in there for sure. And a fair amount of, I think, Larry Carlton as well. But not long after that, one, I was listening to Andreas Ailman, if you remember him. Sure do. Yeah. And it caught my attention. And, and when I heard this, I was so sorry that I heard it after we did the episode. So I've been saving it in my list, waiting for us to re- uh, retouch on that subject again, which we never quite did. But what's so interesting about this one, this is uh, from uh, Andres Ailman's song, uh, "If It's a Dream. And what's so interesting is that they start the solo off in the original key of the song. And they get about a bar and a half in, an abrupt cut. It's like a head fake Patrick Mahomes sort <laughs> of uh, no look, cross your body pass. Suddenly they bump into a new key. Like they start off and they say, ah, no, wait, let's jump up a minor third and go boom. So 
That's a little trickeration. <laughs> yeah, it's more the setup than the solo itself. The solo itself is great, but it's the setup, the, the head fake, I call it, that is so cool. Oh, very nice. Well, uh, did you have more on that? Because uh, No, that... I'd just been saving that one, and I wanted to get it in there somehow. All right, so. well, that spurs two thoughts that I was okay. going to hold till my third segment, but let me, let's just do it now. Okay. Um, in terms of uh, kind of hidden gems, this would be hidden in plain sight. So we did the Wire Choir episode. Mm-hmm. And you know uh, Pablo Cruz, obviously, yeah. one of their hits, Yacht Rock hits, as a matter of fact. You're Out to Lose. Yes. I've heard that song a million times, but just like the uh, the uh, solo in uh, Moonlight Feels Right. Yes. That I've heard a million times, but never actually listened to. Okay. Have you ever really listened to the Wire Choir part of that solo? Probably not, because it doesn't come into mind right now. Exactly. So when I heard it, anyways, it starts with this amazing drum fill work at 135. Let's cue that up and into the guitar, uh, the wire choir guitar solo. Yes, complete with the uh, the Sinair drums on the fill on the way out. <laughs> oh, I will never hit skip on that song again. Nice. Yes. So, all right. So that was one. Okay. Then number two, I have a little, uh, speaking of songs that you hear a million times and just never appreciate everything in it, I got a Who Wore It Best for you. Okay. This is the song Caught Up in the Middle with You, mm. England, Dan, and John Ford Coley. Yeah, I, I want, know that version very well. Yes. That is the version I'm talking about. Okay. Only that version, because oh. I want you to tell me- who wore it best in the solo oh, in the outro? <laughs> We're going to start with uh, none other than Steve Lukather. And not to be outdone, or you tell me if he was outdone, who wore it best? Here comes Ernie Watts uh, to do the saxophone outro solo. Caught in the middle of your love. So, uh, your judgment? Well, <laughs> I can't decide. I, I, what I'll do is I'll say that I will agree with what Lukather would say. And Lukather would say that Ernie Watts did a better job. So I'm going to agree with Lukather. Okay. okay. Just so I can be on Luke's side. So I'm playing the middle right there. Ca- yeah, caught up in the middle. Definitely. You are caught up in the middle. For sure. Uh, I can say as much as I love that sax solo, I think Lukather objectively wins. Okay. And probably a split decision, 10-rounder. <laughs> Best of three falls. Yep. Right. All right. You got anything else on your barticles? Yeah, I do. Um, quickly run down this list. Way, way back, I posted a kind of a fun question on our Facebook page. So be sure to, be sure to follow that so you uh, don't miss out on this uh, tomfoolery. The uh, question was, what are the songs that check all the Yacht Rock boxes for you. So not just what's your favorite Yacht Rock song, but what's the one that checks all the boxes? Got to have every element or ish? Yeah, that, yeah. that was the idea of the question. Yeah. Obviously, uh, I don't think everybody followed that, but uh, quickly run down the list. So we got some of the usual 
competitors here. We got nothing you can do about it. Airplay, living it up from Labounty, heart to heart, turn your love around. We got a Pablo Cruz level find a way. Someone put uh, Sanford Townsend band smoke from a distant fire. I don't think that exactly has the uh, polish to it. No, though it but is certified. It's got a buried Kenny Loggins uh, connection though. So uh, yeah. Guess what? Baker Street got a mention. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, Bowser's Lowdown, Kenny's uh, This Is It, Georgie Porgy. Uh, several people put uh, Sailing, of course, but that doesn't check all the boxes. Uh, Ride Like the Wind got uh, JoJo. To me, that one checks them all. Who will be the fool tonight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So into you, Atlanta Rhythm Section. Nah. Uh, despite being uh, the number one song of Yacht Rock, What a Fool Believes, I don't believe it checks all the boxes, but no. uh, several mentions for that. El Morning. Morning. Uh, I Frank Stallone's Moody Girl. You can guess who posted that. What was it? Uh, Moody Girl from Frank Stallone. Oh. It's from Deep Cut Derek, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Someone put Derek Rupert too. Holmes' answering machine. No. Uh, Doobie Brothers' Real Love. Uh, the obligatory uh, cool change got knocked in there. Uh, Dream On, Bill Bounty. Nice. Players' Baby Come Back. Orleans' Spring Fever. Like, what? Yeah, and I just call Sarah, that the gaudiest song. At the yeah, time, but, but does not check all boxes. And Sarah Smile, which of course does not either. But those that was the the running list at the time. Do you have your song? Do you have a song that you would say to me? I still say it's JoJo yeah. from Boz. I still say it's all in there. Yeah, it's hard to argue. Well, I wanted to go to the viewer mailbag. Mail's in. Um, this is something that was sent to us by listener. Najal. Okay. Uh, it's Norwegian. He, apparently, he was named after a a Viking. So Ooh. he said it was okay if I mispronounced his name. So I, I think boats. I just did. So he did some... Remember, we had listener Craig, who was our resident Yatsky mathematician. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He, he's being challenged for the position by listener Najal. Well, we can have more than one correspondent. Okay, good. Because um, what he's done is he's gone through the entire Yatsky scale. Oh. Um, and he put together a spreadsheet that cross-references that with their performance on the Billboard charts. Ah, I remember when you sent this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm going to post this on our website. If you want to check this out, you can sort through all the data. Uh, I'll give you some highlights real quick. But so uh, at YachtRockPodcast.com, just go uh, to the main navigation and find the blog. And you'll see this. So uh, he went... Every song that got rated 60 or higher on the Yatsky scale, he went and figured out how what was their peak position on the billboard charts Mm -hmm. and how many weeks they spent uh on the charts all right in the top 100 in the top 100 yeah Yeah. okay uh (laughs) you can just go and slice the data it's interesting so here are some of the highlights you sent us there are seven songs uh as such that were number ones sailing uh kiss on my list (laughs) all night long keep in mind you had to be 60 or higher on the Yonsky scale Mm -hmm. michael jackson's rock rock with you Baby Come to Me by Patty Austin and James Ingram. What a Fool Believes, Toto, Africa. So those Ooh. were the number ones. Okay. So number twos were Ride Like the Wind, like you just mentioned, Just the Two of Us. That's cool. Uh-huh. Uh, the Girl's Mine by Michael Jackson and Rosanna. Oh, and then okay. last uh, little tidbit here. So Ambrosia is one of five songs that peaked at number three. Biggest Part of Me and How Much I Feel. Ooh, two uh, of them. Then you've got Guilty. By Barbara Streisand and Barry Gibb, Low Down by Boss Gags, and the Pointer Sisters, he's so shy. Wow, I didn't realize Low Down got as high as number three. Yes, I know. 
that's kind of surprising. So, and then the last, he's got a whole, whole bunch of data points here, but one that I found was interesting. So you, if you take the years 1976 to 1984 and you each year, how many Yacht Rock songs were considered hits or appeared on the charts? Okay. In 1976, there were only four. Oh. 77, there were five. 78, eight. 79, nine. 1980, there's 20. Woo! Right so, smack dab at the peak. That conversation yeah. we've been having, like, yeah. what is the peak year? According to that, uh, 1980. Then 81's got 15. 82's got 14. The boat's getting ready yeah. to sink. 83's got 11. And 84's only got four. Ooh, so, okay. Isn't that an interesting little crest yes, of a it wave? Does follow the, yeah, exactly. The crest of a wave. Yep. All right. Um, any, what's uh, next on your list? That's all I had on my list other than a very well thought out lightning round. But uh, okay. you've got more. So go ahead. Well, I've got a pre-lightning round. So I've got just a bunch of stuff that I've saved for my lightning round that's starting to get a little moldy and crusty. And I figured I wanted to get it out there before uh, it goes bad. Okay. Because we've got some like some listener mail and things, um, viewer mail, I should say. So let's just go through these real quick. Um, Mail's in. This I just got to give credit to. This is sort of like with this song, Float Your Boat. It's an Alan Parsons project song. So you would probably say probably not, right? Right. But I heard it on Yacht Rock Miami, and I'm like, hmm, maybe. Do you know the song, I Wouldn't Want to Be Like You? I do. And your thoughts? Well, let's listen to it a little Okay. So we're not in the float your boat officially, but does that song float your boat? Probably not. Uh, it's. I know that Yacht Rock Miami has their own take on it. They're not real dogmatic about it being always Yacht Rock, but they've got their own uh, filter through the Miami area and all that sound and things that, that they see everything through. And, you know, I guess on the one hand, if we're going to say something like going back to uh, Atlanta Rhythm Section, so into you, if we're going to say that, and then this has a similar feel to that, but it doesn't feel like Yacht Rock to me. There's some elements there, but in general, I would say a no for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably there. Um, it's close enough that it's going to my playlist, however. Yeah, um, it's like one of those off-the-map kind of things in yep. the original order of what the off-the-map was. Something that can sit close, but it wouldn't officially make it over the line. Yep. And I think the Atlantic Rhythm section is good comp for what that is. All right. Um, let me go to a song that, uh, was rated by the Yatsky folks, fifty-seven point two five. It never made it to the official public site, but they did rate it. Okay, it was posted by listener Dennis in okay. Yacht Rock Nation. Mm. Okay, and uh, so fifty-seven point two five. But this is Dan Fogelberg oh. with Tim Weisberg, um, and it's called "The Power of Gold." So, are you surprised that that got a 57.25? Well, it certainly lives on the rocking side of the boat. You don't have the four individual no. rankings of it. Okay. No, I do not. Um, 
being 57.25, there's probably somebody that ranked it below 50, and I would probably be with that person. I wouldn't put it far off, uh, but it's right there. It's, yeah. Well, and the reason I, not only is it uh, a, a fine submission by listener Dennis, For but sure. it it reminded me of Walnut Hill in the vibe from Chris Christian, who we spoke with. Yeah, this year. yeah, I would agree with that. It's got that little comp. sort of melodic yeah. post chorus thing. It doesn't have wire choir as the post chorus, but it's. Anyways. I would certainly sit at somewhere right near 50 because it is right there at that edge. So I, I, I wouldn't argue with 57.25, but my guess is that somebody put it above 60 and someone else put it below 50, and I might be with that below 50 guy. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Just a, a couple more just little nuggets here. So um, th- this was I was saving just for a buried treasure because it's on the um, Robbie Dupree's off the street corner. Street Corner Heroes? Street Corner yeah, Heroes, yeah. Album, okay. 1981. Yep. And I just came upon it, and I'm like, that's a great two. That that should have been more wild, wi- widely played now and probably should have been a bigger hit. But so I look into it. It was written by Greg Guidry mm. and his wife, Cindy. Mm. And Greg Guidry later recorded it on his 1982 album, Over the Line, and that had David Sanborn on sax. Ah, yes. So uh, here's a little bit of that one. Are you ready for love? All right, and uh, just doing some more digging. You look at that album. Did you ever notice how much Bill LaBounty co-wrote? Yes, I did, actually. That's crazy. I know, I know it is. They're, it really is. They're still buddies, because I think they reference each other on Facebook and stuff. Oh, that's good. So, yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. Uh, we've got time for one or two more? Sure. Real quick. So following along on a theme. So here's another one I've been saving up. It's Atlantic Rhythm Section. Can we just reference? A couple times now. So I don't know. This is a buried treasure for me because I did not know it. But the more I hear it, the more I love it. Now, this is more in the vein of Dan Fogelberg than Dan <laughs> Fogelberg's tune was. Anyway, here's Do It do it or Die. And tell me if you don't hear a little Eagles meets Fogelberg meets Oko. Man, when not, you said Fogelberg, you weren't kidding. <laughs> I know. So not extremely yachty. No, uh, that's fun. <laughs> next up, real quick. Okay. Uh, so we did the um, Silk Degrees uh, album, mm-hmm. right? The Bob Skaggs one. And we heard a song on there. And I remember my comment at the time was, man, is the Kermit voice really coming out? <laughs> it was, we're all alone. Do you remember yeah. that? Yes. Yeah. You're going to, well, go ahead. It was continue. so distracting. Yeah. It is. That I version. couldn't even place how I knew the version uh, of that that I actually know. Yes. So was this a was a very treasure for me. Yeah. And it was uh, released later by Rita Coolidge. Yeah. Here's her version from 1977 of Boss Gags. We're all alone. Outstanding. Yeah, that I, I couldn't come up with the name because there's so many of those female vocalist names that kind of from that era that sort of meld together in my old man's head that I can't 
but yeah, Rita Coolidge, her version was just so good. Frankie Valley had a hit with that too, but it's her version that I remember. That's the one that was the big hit, I believe. Yep. Yeah. All right, a couple quick things from listener Larry, then we'll get on to the lightning round. All right. So, mail's in. Listener Larry uh, sends us a note, uh, dispatch, if you will. Hmm. Uh, here's a current band you might find interesting. They are called the Jack Moves. The what? The Jack Moves. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she's like, I'd suggest starting with somebody's watching you make love. <laughs> That's two different songs. Wait, are you sure? <laughs> I think they're three different songs, but listen, I would suggest with, <laughs> somebody's watching you make love in Dublin Down. <laughs> wow. Well, that. Okay. Uh, let's really, just let me write the, that down. Let's take them one at a time. Okay, Here's the one I suggest listening to Somebody's Watching You. So pretty cool, uh, kind of a modern, almost like a modern yacht soul, if you want to get super niche. <laughs> uh, and then this is also from listener Larry. Mail's in. Oh, wait, I got to do two more. Sorry. Real quick. Listener Mead strikes again. Mail's in. Tune called When She Believed in Me, David Benoit, Russ Freeman, and Kenny Loggins. Ooh. I close my eyes and I swear I hear that Nineteen ninety four, so right not too long after the Leap of Faith era for uh, our friend, yeah, uh, Kenny Loggins. All right, here's the last one from listener Larry. Then we'll get on with it. Mails in. Speaking of buried treasures, do you remember Morris Albert? He did the song Feelings. Oh yeah, jeez. Oh, <laughs> now there's that, that a buried gone treasure. Well, with the other three songs, <laughs> yes, I know. Um, anyways, he's like, check this one out. Um, it's called "Gonna Love You More." When I'm gonna No feelings. No, it might be JoJo. Slow down a little bit. I keep waiting for the horn pops to come in. Even in the same key? Well, anyways. Well, you've got no builds left in your barnacles? It's empty. All right. Well, let's move on then to the lightning round. Clearing the decks. Yeah. I've been doing all the talking and yakking. What do you okay. got for uh, Does It Float My Boat? Well, let us begin here. Uh, get the pun bell ready for this one. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, the, the question ultimately will be whether this one floats your boat. So keep that in mind. We'll eventually get there. But uh, going back to England, Dan, John Ford Coley. I had uh, them on as just a selected artist and just shuffling through their stuff. And... This song caught my attention. This is from 1976, the Nights Are Forever album. It's actually written by Seals and Coley. doesn't really have any Yachty personnel on it, so don't let that affect you. But we're going to listen through verse one and have the pun bell ready, or the nautical reference bell ready, and let's see how many we can count up here. Hit it. Your love's like a rope that ties a ship down to the dock. Your love 
So it is a good thing that that pundel is in shape, right? I think that thing needs to take a hiatus. (laughs) So the question is, we know that the we know your theory on the Trojan horse lyric. Is there enough of them there to get it on the boat for you? I think there's too many, so it's off the boat. Uh, you yeah, can't overdo that it, remember? too, that we're not so crazy about. No, yeah. you're right. Exactly. <laughs> but, it, you know, in all seriousness, the song doesn't really sound yachty in its production. No, all. it doesn't. But yeah. uh, you've yelled at me before for not asking you, does it float your boat? <laughs> all right. Well, I have a song that I know you're going to say no. Okay. But I was Move surprised. On. Um, so I went through a whole Hall & Oates thing the other day. Um, okay. Just, and remember a few episodes ago, you brought up Hall & Oates. I can't remember what the context was. And I'm like, put a pin in it. Yes. I don't so, remember the context offhand either. We're taking the pin out of it. Okay. So here's a song, 1982, the H2O album, which mm-hmm. was the one with Maneater, et cetera. Right. So it's 1982, but tell me if you're getting any yacht vibes from Open All Night. hits me on that song right out of the gate is the sound of the drums, which don't fit Yacht Rock at all. There's hmm. very, a lot of room mic sound in that. Who, who produced that record? Was that Clear Mountain? Do you have that in front of you? Offhand? Do not. Okay. Um, it, it's a great sounding record. It's pretty diverse, I, uh, as I recall, because I think um, One on One's also on that album and uh, Family Man, but it's got the big roomy sound, which to me, I don't associate with the sound of Yacht Rock. I hear it in some of the other keyboard lines. It's like the the pseudo attempt at a semi-doobie uh, bounce in the piano part, but no, I would say that is not Yachty to me. I think I was just struck about how close to Yacht it kind of was, given that I remember that album, and obviously I wasn't thinking through the prism of Yacht Rock at the time, but I would have not expected to find something that close from that album. No, um, probably not. Right. Engineered and co-produced by Neil Kernan. Oh. Um, I'm not f- saying who uh, else is the okay. producer here. So anyways. Um, yeah, I know Clear Mountain did the uh, Big Bamboom album after that, but I thought maybe he got started on that one. So nope. well, while I didn't okay. think it was like really Yacht Rock, I felt this like holding on to yesterday Ambrosia vibe. In there. Oh, okay. And so that's why I'm like, hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's go to uh, Buried Treasure. Then. All right. Um see which one kind of used all my buried treasures no i left this one for you um this is a interesting so one of the highlights of my year was when august red got enough spin so that it uh, warranted having its yacht rock i'm sorry august red radio on spotify on spotify so uh, i know now who listens to august red yes they like modern yacht in obscure, obscure songs from the Yacht Rock era. <laughs> so I discovered this one. Uh, artist, do you know Adrian Gervitz? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I would not call myself an expert. Yeah, I, don't yes. think, I don't know how you could. Anyway, right. 1979 album, Sweet Vendetta. Mm. This was a buried, 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 but it is a treasure. Here's the wonder of it all. Never knew before And it feels so 
that's so deep. I, that's deep as the ocean in that uh, that England dance song. Yeah, the Mariana heard. Trench. Are we talking here? <laughs> I may have used cool that one vibe, before though. too. I, I think that's got a cool vibe. Like it's uh, very nice. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'm glad that a couple of times earlier you brought up uh, your friend Bill LeBounty. We talked about him in the list of songs that check all the boxes, and then you talked about it in reference to Robbie Dupree. So yes. now my uh, lightning round ties together nicely. So uh, this was just sent to me yesterday, I believe, um, by uh, the vocalist, vocal arranger in page 99, Russ Fitzpatrick. He sent me this. He said, did your brother know about this one? So he knows what a... Uh, <laughs> Bill Bounty fan you are. Do you realize that there is a cover of Living It Up from 1983 by Three Dog Night? What? Hit it. Well, there's another highlight from the third season. Like, Three Dog Night came up three times, I think, <laughs> which I would have never predicted. Well, they're, they certainly are attempting to recapture the original there, but uh, it doesn't have any of the like subtle nuance that those great session guys had on the Labounty version. You know, the, the drum shuffle and the guitar palm mutes are all there, but they're just not quite as nuanced, right? No, yeah. But I appreciate the effort and what they were trying to cover, which is genius. Yeah, and that was 1983. So, yeah. okay. right, right, what, a year later? Well, I think that Labounty album was 82, right? That's right. Okay, so off the map. Um, this isn't off the map because it's not Yachty. So there you go. Yeah, it does come from 1977. Belongs. I was just listening. You actually turned me on to that uh, Dave Mason record. Uh, oh, yeah. The Let It Flow, as I said, 1977. I love the the big hit off of that. The um, we just we just disagree, and um, so I went out, bought that record, and had it playing the other night. And side two, I believe it was, starts off with a song. It just caught my attention. I said, "Dang, this is really good. This whole record is really good." But this particular song caught my attention. So for my off the map, I'm going to present "Let It Go, Let It Flow." Let it go. Let it go. record has just a great feel to it. It really does. I mean, it's not Yacht Rock, but it's perfect for off the map because it fits right in. Fits right in, yep. And we just disagree, to me, is it will always be Yacht Rock. I don't care how much I learn about this genre. I think that's true for me, too. <laughs> I do. Yep. All right. Oh, well. well, I'm going to break the rules because there's nothing you can do about it. Well, uh -oh. Although you do edit this. Um, but I just realized there was something I left out earlier. I wanted to get to listener Ann. <laughs> who when we had Kenny Loggins on, she was nice enough to say, hey, do you know this tune? And this is a, a song he did with uh, on this compilation of collaborations. Are you familiar with Jake Shimabukuro? No, I am not. <laughs> well, he's only the most popular ukulele artist out there. Oh, uh, yes, yes, <laughs> the ukulele guy. Right, right, He right. did it. Did you, do you really know him? No. <laughs> no. Well, he did a, a compilation album called uh, Jake and Friends. Wait, I do know who he is. Okay. Yes, yes. I, I, I think I've seen a video on YouTube with him and Kenny. I, 
So go ahead. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, check out the lineup who we collaborated with. Twenty twenty one, Jack Johnson, Ziggy Marley. Those I, those make sense. Yeah. Uh, Warren Haynes, Jimmy Buffett, yeah. Vince Gill, and Amy Grant. The same tune. John Anderson. Yowza. Who's John Anderson? You say yes. Yes. Wait. You do or but anyway. I say no. Yes. Some people say okay. Yes. Michael McDonald. Willie Nelson, Bette Midler, here he is with uh, your good friend, Kenny Loggins, doing Why Not. So, way off the map there. Well, yes, but uh, boy, it fits right in. Not just because of Kenny. It's just, uh, it kind of fits alongside the same way that uh, Dave Mason stuff does. So, I'm all good with that. All right. Well, last but not least, here is uh, another off the map. So, I'm breaking the rules. Uh, But this was sent to me by my son. So, it's uh, got a a warm place in my heart. So, a band called Prep. Mm-hmm. Who I've never heard of. I hadn't either. But they described themselves in their Spotify bio as Marina Pop. So, so not you, Marina Rock. Nope. Okay. No, but you got to love Marina Pop as a thing. Anyways, they're modern sounding, um, but you'll hear tinges of modern yacht in here. They did a, a Harry Styles cover uh, of a tune called As It Was. Holding me back. Gravity's holding me back. I want you to hold out the palm of your hand. Why don't we leave it at that? Nothing to say, but everything gets in the way. Seems you cannot be replaced, and I'm the one who will stay. Oh, oh, oh. In this world, it's just us. That's extremely cool. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I, the drums sound great. I, they're, they're real. Uh, it's great. Uh, performance on that, that that super fast hi-hat that right hand is working yeah and that's nice stuff so i went through their catalog a little bit they've got they feature the sax quite a bit i mean yeah. they're they're not trying to copy yacht rock or be modern yacht rock but they are embracing elements of it yeah so. they're unabashed obviously because they say right there yeah well what they say marina pop right 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 so, so that's all i had my bilge has been emptied my barnacles have been cleared my decks have been swabbed ahoy polloi now the sun. 